episode on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Darcy Kemper cannot save the Coyotes. And why should Ducks fans be rooting for the Philadelphia Flyers? We have a couple guests on board to tell us on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. How's it going, everyone? Happy Thursday to all you listening out there. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez with you here at sunny Southern California. Actually, it's very hot Southern California as we are going through a major heat wave right now. If it's 110 degrees where you're at, just be safe, guys. Uh, don't forget, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you hear your podcasts. I can speak, I promise. Also, don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe if you really like it. And also follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me at StimpyJD. And as I've been saying multiple times on this podcast, we are aware that there's no Ducks action going on right now. They're all enjoying their vacation. That's fine. But we still have no Coyotes host. So if anybody listening is possibly interested in hosting Locked on Coyotes for next season, uh, go ahead and let us know. Let us know at LockedOnPodcasts.com. We still have a vacancy on that Locked on Coyotes podcast. And it might be a little late in the game to join now. But if you're interested for next season, please let us know. All right. So speaking of the Coyotes, they had their first game against the Colorado Avs yesterday. And if you missed yesterday morning's podcast, I did a great little crossover previewing this very series, the Yotes and the Avs. And something that was mentioned was Darcy Kemper is going to try to carry this team as much as possible. Well, that was clearly evident on the first two periods where there was no score at all. But shots on goal. Wait, am, am I reading this right? Really? 28-7. to 7. Yeah, I, I know I watched the game, and I couldn't believe it when I watched it. But actually seeing the stats in front of me is even worse. After two periods, there was no score. Shots on goal were 28-7. to 7. Yeah, you heard that right. 28-7. In favor of the Colorado Avs. They were peppering the hell out of Darcy Kemper yesterday. And it was a pretty clean game for the most part. Only one power play each on the first two periods. It was really just Colorado dominating puck possession. uh, Clearly controlling the boards. Controlling the tempo of the game. This should have been 2-0 Colorado at the end of two periods. But Darcy Kemper was right there for that Arizona Coyotes team. He was the star of the game for the most part. And Arizona needs to do a better job of getting some kind of shots on goal, generating some kind of offense. They tried to do that at the start of the third period where they were starting to pinch a little bit more. They were starting to press into their zone. They were trying a little bit more two-way hockey than they had been doing the first two periods. Although this is more a residue of Colorado just being that good of a team. They're amazing. There's a reason they're one of the top teams in the Western Conference and one of the top teams in the entire league. And if you heard my September episode, yeah, there's a reason why I picked them to win it all earlier this season. And they are still favored among some people. So really, I have to give credit to the whole team, especially Nathan McKinnon did a tremendous job. That third period, though, it was pretty even until about seven minutes left in the game. 
where Nazim Kadri got his second postseason goal on a nice slick backhand on the great pass from Kale McCarr, and that finally broke the ice. But the Avs weren't done yet because just 10 seconds later, this this is how bad it got. 10 seconds later, JT Comfer scored his second of the postseason, and that made it 2-0 Colorado just like that. That's how quick it happens. But then only a minute after that, Miko Rantanen got his first goal of the postseason. And all of a sudden, with seven minutes left, it's nothing-nothing. And then with five and a half minutes left, it's all of a sudden three-nothing Colorado because this is what the Avs do. They score in bunches. And one of those, actually that first one came on a power play. Arizona needs to do a better job of staying out of the box, and they just couldn't do it. Derek Stepan apparently apparently Stepan interviewed in, interfered rather not interviewed he interfered against uh, Pierre Belmar and what happened a couple minutes into the power play was just a fairly easy goal given up there on the power play but again Colorado they do a fantastic job on the power play Arizona tried to get a couple of shorthanded chances in there and I got to give credit to the power kill or the penalty killing. See, I am all over the place today. The penalty killing could have been better for Arizona, and it just wasn't. It w- it really wasn't. So that was the whole game, those two minutes, and that was the final score, 3 nothing Colorado. They outshot Arizona 40-14. to 14 shots on goal for the Coyotes. That is not going to do it. Arizona was 0-2 on their power plays. Colorado scored 1-2 on the power play as well. As far as other stats, uh, it was pretty ancillary. They were even on most other stats, except for the shots on goal and the puck possession. That's really just the big story. Darcy Kemper tried his best. He ended up with 37 saves. That's a lot of saves for one goalie, but he cannot always be the last line of defense for this Arizona Coyotes team. The defense has to continue trying to block as many shots as possible. But they've got to generate some kind of offense if they're going to have any chance in this series or even any chance to get this to seven games. I still don't think the Coyotes are going to win this series. Just going to be honest here. Colorado is a premier team that go three, even four lines deep. So that's what took place on Wednesday. Just a couple other scores to talk about before we head into the first intermission. If you guys remember, I was still a little bit loopy about that quintuple overtime game between Tampa Bay and um, Columbus. Well, the Hurricanes and Bruins, they went double overtime themselves. And the Boston Bruins ended up winning against Carolina 4-3 in double overtime in what is now a fairly controversial game because of some, uh, we'll say, questionable officiating. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Patrice Bergeron got his first of the postseason with helpers from Marshawn and Pasta. And let's go over just a couple of other scores. Islanders beat the Capitals 4-2. New York leads that best of 7-1-0. Philadelphia Flyers, they won 2-1. The Vancouver Canucks won 5-2. Uh, Philadelphia 2-1 over the Montreal Canadiens. Philadelphia looked very impressive. Uh, Ver- Farabee got a goal and Voracek got a goal. 
So those were the scores from yesterday. We're going to talk more about the Philadelphia Flyers after this intermission. But first, guess what, everyone? Built Bar is back, baby. Yeah, today, today, Thursday, August 13th, is the relaunch of the new Built Bar site. And they have somewhat redone their Built Bars, and they are better tasting than ever. They're more marshmallowy than ever. And if you go to BuiltBar.com, you can check out the new site layout, the new packaging, and the new Built Bar, which is improved and better than ever. Once again, check out the relaunch of BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order. And while supplies last, you'll get a free cooler with your purchase. And this will only last for about a week or so. So you got to get in there right away. Once again, that is BuiltBar.com, the best tasting protein bar ever. Coming up after the first intermission, I'm going to have the ladies from Locked On Flyers on the podcast to talk about why all Ducks fans should be rooting for the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, you heard that right. Stay locked in, folks. Oh, hello there. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, brought to you by Built Bar. They're back, baby. Yeah, this is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and I am joined by not one, but two special guests, the co-hosts of Locked on Flyers and the current home of multiple former Ducks. We have Rachel Donner and Daniel Butcher. How is it going? It's going good. Thanks for having us. Okay. Yeah, this is great. We're, we're always happy to talk up our, our kids. So I've I've been saying this for the entire season that one of the Ducks, I guess, fan favorite players was Derek Grant before he got dealt to the Philadelphia Flyers during the trade deadline. Now the hashtag Elite1C is in Philadelphia. But there's some other former Ducks, or I guess at least one other former Duck on that team, if you want to talk about the former Ducks first. And also try to convince this fan base that hasn't had hockey for five months why they should be rooting for the Philadelphia Flyers. State your case. Convince the fan base. The floor is all yours. First off, let's talk about the two former Ducks, Derek Grant and Nate Thompson, who got a goal last week. I always forget about Nate Thompson having been on the Ducks because he came to us from Montreal. (laughs) But that being said, I think that both of them have been a really good addition to this team and adding to the depth up the middle. And it's been especially good in the case of Derek Grant to have somebody who's a real good net front presence that can sub in for JBR on our second power play unit when necessary so that uh, there is somebody screening shots and all, all that good stuff. And, and he's been doing a real good job there. And then Nate Thompson has been our 4C as of late, uh, really like a solid backstop for that fourth line, which does occasionally have some really strong offensive prowess. And he sh- he did show that in the round robin. Yeah, I mean, I c- can completely understand how Derek Grant has became a uh, Ducks fan favorite because he is a Flyers fan favorite. 
He has <laughs> just been so he's just so useful no matter what what position you put him in. Um, he really has just stepped up. And, you know, the fact that he's the 3C after kind of having a question mark there uh, throughout the season with Nolan Patrick out. I mean, what more can you say? Like we, we love him as just as much. And Nate Thompson, I was a little skeptical, but he definitely has just gelled in with, into this team and has just made really transformed that fourth line. You know, it makes Ducks fans happy that you say that you've embraced Derek Grant as you say the 3C. But what did you think when Ducks fans would call him the elite 1C? You know, I might not be giving myself any favor, but I automatically think of Sean Couturier. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I could I could see what they're saying because you put him in any position and Derek Grant is going to surprise you and make you very, very happy. Now, now the time has come for both of you to convince our fan base. Try, try to convince us. Pull us in. Why should the Ducks fans be rooting for the Flyers? I'm sure there's plenty of reasons. Well, I mean, first off, you're going to always have an easier time rooting for somebody in the Eastern Conference, right? That isn't a direct rival or a conference rival. So just starting with that off the bat. And then I think for me, the primary reason to root for the Flyers is that I think we're just so likable right now. There just really isn't an evil villain on the team to speak of that. There's nobody that's seen as a dirty player. There's nobody that's, you know, just has a bad reputation around the league. And if you just want like a a team of good guys to root for the flyers are, are your definite top option. Yeah, I completely agree. And I would just have to say the flyers are fun. They're a fun young team. They have so many likable guys. I mean, we talked about Derek Grant, but like Travis Konechny is hilarious. He's his mouth never stops moving. Like he, you know, he's giving it to someone good. Like and not even like saying anything mean. He's just saying something stupid. I don't know if Ducks fans had the opportunity to see TK mic'd up during the stadium series, but like Travis is hilarious, and Scott Lawton is equally as funny and then it rounds out on that line with Kevin Hayes who is a riot as well so they're just like really funny guys that are super skilled and you just can't help but root for them I I like that you brought up a couple great points by the way there are some very hateable guys on a few teams in the Western Conference certainly there's another game going on uh, that was I guess Tuesday Thursday a couple of really hateable guys is of course one of the Kachuk kids on the Calgary Flames. Corey Perry was beloved by Anaheim fans, but now that he's in Dallas, okay, whatever. And then you have some pretty hateable guys on a lot of other teams in the Eastern Conference, but now that you mention it, I can't think of anybody to hate on for the Flyers. I really have to think about it, and I can't do it. We can't either, honestly. (laughs) There's nobody. And we would have been the first to admit it if we still had, you know, a Zach Ronaldo or, you know, a Radko Gudas still on our team. You know, they are controversial and definitely hateable. But we just don't have those kind of guys anymore. It's a skilled team. And like Danielle said, it's a ton of fun from top to bottom in the lineup. And, of course, we have our amazing goaltending phenom carter hart 
Yeah, talk to us about Carter Hart. A, a lot of West Coast fans don't know much about Carter Hart, unfortunately. So what can you tell us about this young kid? Uh, I mean, he's an up-and-coming goaltender of the future. Like, uh, I mean, Flyers, we've been waiting for our number one goalie for so long. And, you know, knock on wood, Carter Hart is a real deal. And this playoff series, this will be the first time that anyone gets to see, like, what what he can prove and what he can do um, as a number one goalie. And Alain Vigneault, the Flyers coach, has pretty much – said that Carter is this is the starter and um so this is everyone's first chance to just see how good of a player he is we've seen him excel in pretty much every way he can from juniors to world um to world juniors and every aspect of uh hockey and now he's in the NHL and now he's in the playoffs and he's just really he just really wants to prove himself and he's just such a stable, reliable goalie that is just technically sound. He's not going to make all of these crazy athletic saves, which he can do at times, but the, the, his bread and butter is just the fact that he is sound or has his angles can read the play really well. And he's just a joy to watch. And honestly, just a really good kid. You can't help but root for him. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Obviously, I'm all in in Carter Hart. I really don't know how Duck fans aren't yet, but hopefully watch the series against Montreal and you will fall in love just like we are. Yeah, I read an article recently where Carter Hart, one of his idols, is someone that he's facing right now, Carey Price. I mean, is that true? Is that actually his idol? Yeah, he has talked a lot about that, as well as Braden Holtby. I think the two of them are are his kind of goaltending mentors. That must be really weird going up against your goalie mentor in the first round of the playoffs. That's fantastic. So I've had Rachel on Locked on Ducks before from Locked on Jeopardy, as I called it. And there was something that she recommended that I've been kind of hooked on for the better part of the pandemic. And that is... The Quarter Hour of Power. (laughs) That is an amazing playlist, by the way. And let's talk about another big reason why Ducks fans should probably root for the Philadelphia Flyers. And I think you both know where I'm going with this, right? I'm going to guess you mean Gritty. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Gritty. That that mascot. Talk to us about Gritty. The greatness that is Gritty. Listen, there's nothing that Gritty cannot do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there is no length that Gritty will not go to in order to support this team and his best friend, Claude Giroux, and his other best friend slash roommate, Kevin Hayes. I think that they have a very special relationship and it's a lot of fun. And I think that, you know, if you just get on board with Gritty and you you kind of embed yourself in the personality there's there's no downside like it just brings you lightness and joy and especially in these times that is a very necessary thing yeah the fact that it took us so long to get to gritty just shows you like another example of why you should support the flyers but yes gritty is so funny um like rachel said he just brings so much joy in a time where like you need it and i mean He's the best mascot 
in the in the Eastern Conference, I'll say. I don't want to offend any Ducks fans, but he's just hilarious. I mean, you just endeared yourself to the Ducks fan base right there by saying that he's the best in the Eastern Conference, where a lot of Ducks fans <laughs> and a lot of fans in general would say that Wild Wing is the best conference and the best mascot in the Western Conference. And most would agree with that. <laughs> So are there any other, I guess, wild card reasons why Ducks fans should embrace the Flyers during this playoff run? I think that the Flyers have some really fun depth players that Ducks fans would love. And our personal favorite is Nick Abe-Kubel. And this kid has been on such a journey to get to the Flyers and stay there. And it's been such a rewarding season to watch him grow and do his thing. And he is one of the most tenacious hockey players you will ever see. When he's out there, he is super aggressive on the forecheck. He's always involved in the action that's happening. And, you know, he managed to get a couple of goals in the round robin as a fourth liner and you just can't ask for anything more from, you know, a bottom six player and he'll give it to you every single game. Nice. Uh, any other unheralded players that you could think of? Dan? Um, let's go with Danielle on this one. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's so many, we have uh, Joel Farabee who scored his first goal uh, in the playoffs or the postseason against the Bolts. He's such a skilled player that, uh, and he's just so young. Like the thing about the Flyers is that they just have so much youth and just so many other fun players to watch. One thing I did want to say is that I don't know if Duck fans realize there's a connection between Philadelphia and them. Cam York, who is was the Flyers' first round pick uh, last last year uh he grew up a ducks fan he started skating because of the ducks and um while he's not playing with the flyers now i would not be surprised to see him very soon in the future and uh so we have a hometown kid repping uh the flyers colors so um i mean you got you guys might as well just jump on early because uh <laughs> cam will be there in the next few years I, I wouldn't put it past him if it's after next season i love that answer a lot all right, uh, I want to thank you both for coming on just for a little bit to talk about the Philadelphia Flyers. And I think you guys made a very, very solid case. I, I, I at least have one friend that has become a Flyers fan, and I, I will give him a shout-out now. Uh, Christian, if you're listening, yeah, we're trying to get more people on the Flyers bandwagon here. <laughs> we have room. Jump on in. <laughs> you heard him. They have plenty of room. <laughs> where can everyone find you guys on the socials and where can they hear your podcast so yeah you can listen to our podcast at uh locked on flyers on on twitter we're on social media um and we always are linking to our uh latest episodes um and you can follow me danielle on twitter at danielle underscore nick and i'm rachel and i'm on twitter at r miriam awesome and you can hear both of our shows on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you could just go to your smart device and say, hey, play Locked On Flyers or play Locked On Anaheim Ducks. And you can hear our podcasts 
on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Smoke Signal, maybe, Ham Radio, maybe not, or wherever you hear your podcasts. Uh, Once again, ladies, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. All right. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, and on behalf of Rachel and Danielle, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Be kind to each other. Uh, Ducks and Flyers fly together. Ah, you see what I did there? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Stay safe, Anaheim. Anaheim.